0: Shafee, Shafee, are you there? Hey, Swab.
1: Where? Listen up. I'll tell you where shipboard is. You do your job. You do it good, you get a better
2: job. Maybe you get promoted from Swab to mate.
1: All right. Get on. Yeah, that's sort of incentive kind of a deal, huh? Ah, oh, it's good. Yeah, the centers are important. Learn that in rehab.
2: Dusk has fallen once again on the hill country here around Austin, Texas. Here in Austin, Texas, I sit in my ivy-covered cave. Once again, speaking to you over these imaginary airwaves. Very excited. Got a fun show for you coming up here today. Got lots to talk about. Got some The Old Word Shop. Got some Poetry Corner. Got a special guest, producer Amiritis. First, you know him, you love him. His name's Matthew Rampy.
0: We come from the land of the pod and cast from the midnight sun with a hot words blast hammer of the pods. <laughs> you want more?
2: Yeah, I definitely we'll do. Drive
0: ideas to new ears. Hunter gather. Sing and cry, Valhalla! I am podcasting. Uh, it, it's a real, it's a real return to form tonight. It's a uh, now we're now we're with our regularly scheduled programming.
2: Welcome back, back. and One more hilarious generation. than ever. <clears throat> Uh, that's so funny, you know, I, I took a passing look at the show sheet and I saw that on there, but I only really looked at the first part. So I thought you were going to launch into, we come from the land of podcast, <laughs> you know, like we come from the land down under. I've been,
0: I have been working with that song, trying to get it in, um, but, uh, but no, this was uh, the immigrant song. Lexington yeah. Three, uh, a circuitous yeah. route. To me picking that up, we've been watching Disney's Descendants, which I would like to detail in a future episode. It's a crazy anti-hero setup where the children of the Disney bad guys, well, the, the Disney bad guys have all been banished to this island and their children are, you know, beautiful singing teens. It's a it's a whole song and dance type production and it's the the I will say I'm I'm making a big case for it. You thought I was gonna deride Disney's Descendants, but it's actually a lot of fun. There's a lot of singing and dancing. Uh, one of the main characters, the daughter of Maleficent, Mal. She's played by this girl who's in this other kids sitcom that we watched, Live and Maddie. Her name is Dove Cameron, and she played the twins in this sitcom, and she's great. And all the, all the other the casting is great. The costumes are amazing. It's, a, it's an interesting thing. So we we watched Disney's Descendants 1, and it was, it was I enjoyed it. But then the kids had watched the sequels, and my daughter was in the kitchen the other day, and she was going, Ah! ah, 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 ah. I was like, where did you hear that? And she was like, oh, Ah! 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 They don't actually do the immigrant song, but there is this like it's dance scene where the, <laughs> these suits of armor come alive and they do this like dance fight with the, with the protagonist crew. <laughs> and, uh, and they, that is part of the song is that, that wh- what would you call that baying from the immigrant song? That, that great Robert Plant just screaming, yeah. Um I, I I like Anyway, that's what that I like, that I, made, like, I like great Robert Plant screaming. Yeah, that had me thinking of that song and then we have a CD of Led Zeppelin 3 around here and uh, the kids put it on the big jam box yesterday. Um so, back in form. Um I think we should get right to it. Are we we're not
2: waiting for Alex, right? Are we are we No. Uh he'll he'll be joining us at uh, at his own in his own time. At his leisure. You know it.
0: I feel like it's been ages since we've had a yield workshop, like a proper a proper yield workshop.
2: I'm so excited about this one.
0: I'm not sure if this is the beat for yield workshop, but uh, but I, we'll make it fit. Here we go. Tonight.
2: <laughs> Tonight, that's the beat for yield workshop. Yield workshop. Yield Word shop. Uh so I was watching a little little football last week, as I am want to do last weekend. And uh I was watching the Steelers play. Wow. Oh. Uh
0: you're that... you used to be a Steelers fan, is that correct? You had a Steelers jersey that you wore.
2: Yeah, right? I still occasionally were for the Steelers. They kinda won too much. Um Right. You're for so the under, I, you're for the underdog. I pulled back um, a little bit, but, I, you know, also, like, I'm not wild about some, uh, some of the life decisions that their quarterback has made. Um, he's not uh, the most appealing character in terms of his treatment of women. Um, and, you know, and just being anyway, a jerk. Yeah, so there's some sort of waiting on... Waiting on a little distance to come between their last Super Bowl and maybe a change in their, in their captaining. Um, and I will, uh, I will gladly hop back on that <laughs> that particular bandwagon. Okay. Uh, but I'm starting to second guess myself. I'm pretty sure he plays for the Steelers, though. Uh, I heard tell of a wide receiver named Equinemius Saint Brown. And I thought, wow, this is the greatest name I've ever heard. Equinemius St. Brown. And uh, and so I looked him up.
0: And Now, I wait, I had seen this on the show sheet, and I was sure that this was British history.
2: <laughs> but no,
0: it's a, a wide receiver?
2: It is. It, uh, He's a, he a wide receiver. I'm going to double-check and make sure that... No, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. I, I thought that was wrong because I wasn't. I didn't watch the Steelers last weekend. He he plays for the Packers. I'm glad I looked that up, and I'm glad I was glad on Sunday when I looked it up too, because his father, his father uh, is named John Brown. So, well, the first thing I noticed is Equinemius Saint Brown is not his entire name. His entire name is Equanimius Tristan Imhotep J Saint Brown. Wow. Wow. So then I keep then I keep exploring. I say, wait. Say it again. Equanimius Tristan Imhotep J Saint Brown. So that's dope. Uh, yeah, amazing. And uh, and by the way, if that's my name, I'm totally making everybody call me Imhotep, because that's a Egyptian god. So uh, I continued to explore. His father uh, was a two time Mr. Universe bodybuilder. And his name is, and this is, you can see why he gave his sons interesting names, because his name was John Brown.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, See, I'm in that. I'm so, there, man. I'm a Matthew. Was... Every every other white guy you know is called Matthew, <laughs> and I would love to be Ozzy
2: Mandius Rampy. Yeah. You know? So So, uh, so John Brown made sure, and now uh, the interesting thing is, uh, it's not just um. It's not just Equinemius, uh, it's also his brother, he has two brothers who are also wide receivers. All three of them are wide receivers. Uh, there is Equinemius and then his brother, Aman Ra Julian. <laughs> yes. Aman Ra Julian Heru J. St. Brown. Yes and then they have another brother i'm sorry i should have been more. wow uh, you're gonna start preparing <laughs> I'm like, i thought it was all under the under, i thought it would all be under the same right and then there, there's osiris adrian j st brown yeah that's that's awesome we once were kings and so uh other cool thing their mother is german so all three brothers speak three languages. They, they speak German, they speak French, and they speak English.
0: Impressive family.
2: Uh, yeah. And all wide, all wide receivers, all um, – the other two are younger, but it's, it's, I, I think it's safe to say they, they will also go pro. Um, wide receiver such a great position. But what I love, and the reason that this is – I mean, obviously, it's just awesome in every way. Uh, I'm gonna post a picture uh, on our Facebook page of John Brown because those pictures of him from the '70s are awesome. Uh, thanks to uh, field field reporter Lucas Markwart for digging up some photos of him. And uh,
0: after you said that the the father was a bodybuilder and the mother was German, I remember this family. I I'm not completely uh, unfamiliar with them.
2: So equanimius. Is a word that John Brown created uh, because he wanted his first son to uh, to embody the traits of uh, the trait of equanimity.
1: Hmm.
2: So he turned the the noun equanimity into an adjective equanimous, to hmm. and so his he gave his son the adjective equanimius, Saint Brown. So. Uh, Now, you know, once I learned all that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You definitely go with Equinemius. It's also the first in his series of names. But I thought it was so cool that, you know, that he took it upon himself to create an adjective out of a great noun to give it to his son. And, you know, then it kind of just got me thinking about, and I've been kind of slowly preparing a larger rant about this, about how words create us and how words we can use words to engage our reality and in fact change our reality so uh so it's really exciting to see that power used in such a positive way it's super cool uh so here's to you uh uh yeah all my best to that whole family to osiris equinemius amanra john and uh and i don't know what the mom's name is but Uh, I think, uh, I think Lucas did send me a picture of the whole family. So I'll post, I'll post that on, on, uh, on the
0: Facebook page as well. In the beginning was the word and the word was God
2: and the word, the word was with God and the word was God. You got it. Yeah. I'm obviously not the first person to, you know, there's, there's definitely, uh,
0: Oh it, no! It, believe me, Linguists it is a it is a topic worth worth. <laughs> it's a, no, it, it's a topic worth highlighting. I wasn't making,
2: uh, but li- light of it. I was I was really like I was really because of Equanimous Saint Brown. I was really going into this head trip, and I think I have a funny way of expressing all this. I just need a little more time uh, to put it into a true. Well, a true, put it on the future show sheet,
0: which. Rant. Which I, I I separated the show sheets because we had nice. we were building our future list above our I feel like our current episode just needs to be at the top of our show sheet our show sheet which is now 25 pages long quite proud of that didn't even wow. start didn't even start sharing a show sheet till episode four so
2: yeah that's amazing that's cool
0: yeah. and I'm, I'm I'm looking at there's a metric I'm interested in. How long are we going to grow this show sheet to? How long will Google Docs let us make it? I don't know. (laughs) We're going to find out. Um, I I had on the show sheet that we need to do that, and then I just went ahead and did that. (laughs) You know, we're going to talk to Alex soon, hopefully. And, um, man, I was thinking about how many musicians we know, how many people that we're personal friends with that are in – uh, pretty polished bands that um, are immediately like, well, I'm a complete supporter of the show. I'm a hunter gatherer. Here's here are my songs. Use them, y- you know. Yeah. Uh, we we are we are blessed. We got Ben Murphy. We got Milton. We got the Stickers. We got of course uh, Professor Emeritus, your sensei Alex Battles, <laughs> brand new step. Brian Benitez, not not the least, least but the last but not least, Brian Benitez. Maybe some Apapka. I'm thinking. Yeah. We need um, to, uh... And then um, to pre-promote, uh, uh, have you ever heard of Fretzel? Have you ever been to a Fretzel show?
2: I have been to a Fretzel show.
0: <laughs> okay, you did. Okay.
2: At yeah. Gatsby, with you and Tara.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. The, uh, um. And B- that was without Biche. That was without Ben Gardner that night. But but anyway, so some friends of ours have a band that's... You could call it a joke band, except they have taken the joke so far that it sort of like seems real. Uh, they're a German dance band, Fretzel. And uh, I think we're going to get a chance to talk to Ben Gardner about... Uh, of course, he was with us on a famous karaoke night that you can barely remember. So I'm calling him in <laughs> to get some get some more dazzling deets on that occasion. And Won't everybody um, be excited to that's hear That's going to be that. a good one. And, Myself
2: included. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It was fun. I'm sure that um, he's going to have some dazzling deets. And then, um, of course, I want to I wanna get Fretzel in the mix for our closing tracks. I feel like people are waiting for our closing tracks. Oh, my My aunt was, um, of course, everybody in my family loved the uh, A Glass of Wine for Patsy Ruth episode. Um, it was a good episode. And yeah. um, my aunt loved Alex's Track the Road. And, and you were right. It, it paired
2: so nicely. That's one of my uh, favorites of his songs, definitely. Well... Let's go on a quick pseudo news cruise. Do you have any yeah. news? Uh we I've got a check-in from field correspondent Dickie Hall. Okay. Okay, well.
0: Check in back on in on the news. Um so this I I like for us to discover stories and talk about stories that are hidden in the in the fine print, in the back pages, in the in the small links at the bottom, without a picture, you know. Um, but the and we re- I feel like we reported on this story right away. We were on the bleeding edge of this one, the the Utah monolith. I don't even I don't even like this has gone so big. I don't even need to click on this New York Times article, which <laughs> over the weekend NPR was saying, well the the monolith is in it's embedded in rock and it must have they must have had some sophisticated carving tools it's not going anywhere and then on sunday night or monday new york times reports that it's disappeared okay and that was weird and then you know this uh, this copycat shows up in
2: romania romania
0: yeah um uh, this this story is like the pandemic because i i I go back and forth with the pandemic I'm like i'm just gonna i'm gonna just live my life and i'm gonna go to the grocery store and then I'm like i'm not gonna go anywhere for days I'd go back and forth how I'm fe- and then I'm like, oh I'm fine i I'm gonna make it the this is you know it seemed difficult to be isolated with my family for however many months but then i'm like oh, i'm not gonna make it i'm not gonna make it you know this story is the same i i wanted to believe it was aliens at first and then it seemed more like and then it seemed more like an art installation and then it disappeared and then i was like aliens and then there were some other deets that came out that made it just seem like it's. It turns out it's private land that it's on. I had heard that it was like Bureau of Land Management land, but then it's private land, and so I don't know. Then it all seems like horseshit, and then this this copycat shows up in Romania, and it just trolls because you know Luke was pointing out how the copycat one had been like worked with a grinder. That it wasn't the same smooth.
2: Yeah, Manish was also sheet going metal. Superfan Manish was commenting on how you could see the rivets, how it wasn't, you know, it didn't, <clears throat> it definitely didn't look like it was an alien uh, artifact.
0: And then there, if there's this um, deceased artist, John McCracken, that they're claiming was possibly him. This is a really poor news cruise. I apologize to <laughs> One Magical Nation. Uh, I'm not. I'm not looking at an article or anything. I'm just telling you how I feel about the story that was small and it got too big for us, basically. So this is the last you're going to hear about the monolith, monoliths, from us. Here at one magical
2: hour. Uh, <coughs> yeah, I. I almost feel like the world needed something meaningless to latch onto in the news, like. Maybe we yeah, like maybe kept... we maybe we've just been dealing with
0: news stories that are so gravely heavy for so yeah. long. Like anything just... that's just kind of fanciful, and nobody's nobody's dying, and 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 there's no there's no police brutality, and and, yeah. and there's there's no insanity. Just that,
2: yeah, it doesn't doesn't feel like the world hangs in the balance yeah. of. I mean, unless
0: it's some sort of alien triangulation system, which is little. I
2: mean, this this story, you know, shouldn't have lasted past the the first one, you know, and then people went out there and then so, you know, things just kind of kept it it almost felt it almost felt fabric like the world was the world was kind of joining together to keep fabricating more steps to the story. You know.
0: It might it like fabricated like that second monolith.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh so,
1: breaking news <laughs> from Correspondent Shutter Hall.
2: Breaking news uh from uh from field correspondent Dickie Hall. Oh. I was delighted uh when he emailed – he uh, texted me this Wikipedia screenshot <laughs> for uh, – did you know about this, Matthew? Did you know about Jack Sparrow House? I, I read that on Twitter.
0: <laughs> Twitter has some – you know, Twitter, Twitter keeps you abreast of all kinds of internet stuff.
2: Jack Sparrow House was a reality television show that streamed on Quibi – the television show placed 14 Jack Sparrow impersonators in a single-family home who were eliminated if they broke character. Quibi head of content Colin Davis described the show as more of an endurance contest than a true talent competition. Quibi head of brand and marketing Megan Imbris described the show as the source of a significant amount of litigation. Three con- Three contestants... Were kicked off the show after separate public defecation incidents, and one contestant was forced to withdraw upon discovering the house was within 500 feet of an elementary school.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's some dazzling deeds.
2: <laughs> the point is that Jack Sparrow impersonators. That presumably, these producers just like went down to Sunset Boulevard and dragged these degenerates off of. You know, out of out of you know the worst parts of Hollywood. Uh,
0: if you're on a dating app, if you're on your Tinder or your Grinder, and you see somebody in a Jack Sparrow costume, <laughs> swipe whichever way to get to keep them as far away from you as possible.
2: <laughs> it turns out that the cross section of humanity that spends large amounts of time dressed as Jack Sparrow are not the highest uh the highest quality group let's say
0: may, hey. they're maybe not the marrying type they're maybe not the kind of guy you want to take home to mom and dad back east
2: now i'm not saying that every single one of them is a bad egg but some of the want- listen
0: we all defecate if you want to <laughs> just not publicly <laughs> The, the 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 you know and if and if the, we do we make distance
2: sure. and if we do we make damn sure to get caught doing
0: it. The distance from the elementary school is disturbing, right? That's like a registered yeah. sex offender.
2: Yeah, that yeah. means that yeah, it's a legitimately bad person. So
0: well, it's a legitimately bad idea for a show, and turns out it was a legitimately bad idea for a network. But I sure do appreciate field correspondent Dicky Hall bringing these gems to our attention.
2: Oh man, I, I, I was, I was it, it made me wonder what else, what other treasures is Quibi hiding? Yeah. What other bizarre decisions did the people in charge of that, itself a very strange decision, what else did they get up to? Because like, when you think about now, it. now What was you know, Quibi? Quibi was, uh, who was trying to do a network? Uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg from the uh, he was from DreamWorks, he was one of the founding members mm-hmm. of DreamWorks producer. Mm-hmm. He was the uh, linchpin behind Quibi, which was a streaming network on cell phone only, and no episode was longer than ten minutes. Oh,
0: that sounds like a solid plan, actually, in today's uh, milieu of sh- short attention spans and whatnot. Yeah. Short attention spans
2: and ubiquitous cell phones. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't say that it didn't. Like it, it made as much sense to me as anything else in this modern world. You know, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I wasn't lining up for it. But I you thought know, I thought Twitter was going to be an abject failure. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah. No, you're exactly right. Yeah. Who? Who, who among us really? can't predict um but yeah the interesting thing to me is you know these abbreviated episodes they're gonna they're gonna cost less so yeah you're gonna have people green lighting the weirdest projects well know? and
0: i i think it suffered from like just not good content right maybe yeah i don't know i don't know, one I don't know what it
2: suffered from also like i don't like to watch things on my phone That's a last ditch thing for me. I know that I, and 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 I know that I am not in the target demographic, but, you know, I'm a, I'm either catching up on, you know, some sort of social responsibility or, or, you know, using my phone for one of its very utilitarian purposes, or I'm, I'm reading on my Kindle on there. But anyway, so that, you know, it was, like I say, it was never meant for me, but um i'd like to write a poem about how quibi was never meant for you (laughs) but jack sparrow house has me extremely curious about other quibi content now i can't lie
0: maybe it'll become like a cult thing you can find it on the dark web (laughs) decommissioned quibi episodes Speaking of a decommissioned thing, uh, my son and I were looking for something to watch together, and and in Disney Plus, there's this whole Spider-Man collection, and Spider-Man has been done so many times and so many eras with like sh- short f- short sh- shows and full-length shows. We watched some. We watched the first episode of. Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends from 1981. Um, I think that you would recognize this show because he's there with uh, some... The Iceman is there with him and the the Torch is a girl. Yeah. It's like a Torch girl. <laughs> Wait, I've got it here. <laughs> um but there's there's a bunch of of Marvel heroes. This is I would like to do a full avocado review of Spider Man and his amazing friends after I watch a few more episodes, and so <laughs> I, so you're gonna have to keep listening to the podcast for that. Obviously, don't want to miss it. I feel like I started. Uh, I feel like I started drinking too early. Oh. But just because I'm waiting for, at this point I'm waiting for Alex. Now because now we're going to get on with Alex and it's going to it's it may the conversation may draw out
2: a little bit. We have uh you want to catch us up on origins. My father asked me on the phone the other night where the name Rampy comes from and I I had no idea. Well, um
0: I have a little bit of an idea and then i found this uh i found this article today um this rampy family origins article written by a gordon a rampy of warrington virginia of march in march of 1998 there was a a revision in 2006 and some of this is in keeping with what i have heard from my family um is German sort of southwestern Germany close to Switzerland and in fact like the oldest the oldest example of a rumpy which was was spelled r u with the umlaut m p i was in a swiss village the swiss village of Hafelfingen. <laughs> Hafelfingen, does that mean half a finger <laughs> um and this tell, this article tells of three different lineages of Rampies in the New World. One that is in Pennsylvania, one group that went to Nova Scotia, and then my group spelled like R-A-M-P-Y or R-A-M-P-E-Y. He tells this tale of a party of over 500 Germans who were duped by an unscrupulous... Um, this says recruiter uh like some kind of coyote who is supposed to be helping them get to Nova Scotia and they went to London town and then were abandoned by their sponsor and then this, this group of Germans were just stuck in London and it comes to be publicized that these this destitute group of Germans was stuck in London and and uh some... Some good citizens got some money together to get them to the New World, but not Nova Scotia. They sent them to the back country of South Carolina, basically not coastal South Carolina. And they were stuck between Indians and English planters who didn't really want them there. And they had some hard times there. And they eventually immigrated to... Uh, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and I know that my dad has talked of our family coming from Mississippi and moving out to New Mexico. My mm-hmm. my great-grandfather, Estel Rampey, was born in New Mexico. and um, Estel? And Estel. Estel and uh, he had three brothers, and they all ended up moving to Lubbock at some point and... He, he never wanted to go back out. He was born in a lean-to in Tatum, New Mexico, like on the on the frontier. He never wanted to wow. go back out into the – like Lubbock was the city, and he was glad to be there. He didn't want to go back out on the prairie. <laughs> <clears throat> and he, he began a sheet metal shop that was like our family business, Texas Sheet Metal Works. <laughs> so now you know a little more about Grampy's – and I learned uh, some about Rampies here. It's, it's interesting here. It says Perhaps we genealogists search the past hoping to find ancestors who were giants in their times, men and women who clearly stood in wealth, power, rank, or achievement, well above their peers. If so, this search may seem to have been in vain. But if God fearing, hard working, persevering, stout hearted folks we were looking for, then we can be proud. The Rampies were the stuff of which our nation was made. <laughs> Gordon A. Rampy. Um, Weird, man. But then I was thinking how this is all sort of patrilineal, which I think I used this word incorrectly recently, but I got it this time. <laughs> uh, you know, we're talking about this surname of mine, but just me... I was made by two people and they were made by two other people. You go to those four people and you've got four surnames that you come from right there. And then you go one more level up and there's 14 people involved yep. in the making of you. Yep. Which in a way makes us all very unique. You know, we are we are distilled from so many genes so so quickly
2: and so recently. No doubt. And I'll, yeah, it makes you understand how um, how uh, genetic and evolutionary changes can happen very quickly too. I remember uh, hearing about that, and uh, I can understand it happening yeah, now in a couple of generations. Where's thought,
0: that? Where's that Alex Battles?
2: Where is he? Are you text? <laughs> You before, I start, there? <laughs> before i start talking about genetic and evolutionary scientists science which i know nothing about
0: you seemed also when we first started this <laughs> podcast know. like you seemed so alert and ready I and i, I see i see you fading as we uh, get further away from our from our guest yeah. i was really just looking forward to talking to him i wasn't even thinking about podcasting tonight I was thinking of skipping the podcast and just talking to Alex. <laughs> we, uh, I mean, he lives in New York, right? He does. And things happen there, right? Like you get stuck on a train. Yeah. You can't quite get a, get home on time.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, also it's a different time zone. So who knows you know, I told him what time did you tell him <laughs> when I first proposed it to him? I said, I'll, I said, can you do it on Thursday at 10 o'clock your time? Mm-hmm. And then when I, when I emailed him, I did put nine o'clock central standard time, mm. um, which, you know, maybe maybe my mistake. But so maybe he we hadn't
0: sent him the link yet. And he was like, "These, these
2: bullshitters. They, they, they've swoggled me. These no good nicks. These supposed podcast, imaginary radio, no good TVTL looking and or wannabes.
0: Did I refer to us as professional earlier?" <laughs>
2: uh, speaking of I, I, which, that,
0: that shows that I have a poor understanding of that term.
2: Guys, uh, hit up our Facebook page for some exciting Christmas One Magical Hour merchandise. H- Matthew, have you had the chance to look at it yet? No, I haven't seen that. Uh, I did send you a. I sent you a link though, right? No.
0: D- you mean d- DM'd me on Facebook or send it to my email?
2: I think I emailed
0: it to you. You you have an old email address of mine that we used to communicate on, uh-huh. and I thought I had just switched right over. But oh, all right. You know, you know what I want to do. I want to rewrite our. Um, this is the part of the show where we work on the show <laughs> while we while we wait for Alex. Um, Our blurb. Let's see. One magical hour. Two overgrown boys find themselves staring at the real world when they have children, start their own businesses, tag along with them while they mostly unsuccessfully try to make sense of it all okay <laughs> i like that last sentence that can stay but especially this part i think probably turns possible listeners away to overgrown boys and i know that you are trying to be accurate <laughs> and okay. i also know that you, this was just something that you just put together when we when we started right yeah. before the show Came came into its wonderful shape of a show about a show, but now I think that there are a few things that I, the show is really about that we could that we could highlight in that blurb. I'm not asking you to rewrite it. I'm also not, uh, you know, this is just an open discussion. Could we rewrite the blurb?
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: I'm willing to pen it. I'm. I really. This is a whole discussion that we've been meeting to have and I'm glad we're having it on on air. You have been doing so much of the back end so to speak. Um, you know, making the RSS feed, posting the shows, you you write the show title, you you're doing most of the marketing. I really appreciate it. And so I don't want to I part of the reason we work is because we don't step on each other's toes, you know. Yeah. And so I I'm not um it, you know, it's up for discussion, but I just think that this this is what the show was possibly going to be about, but now maybe the show's about a whole other set of things. Yeah. Do you agree with any of that?
2: No, I I do. Yeah. Um, you know, also, you know, I meant for the overgrown boys thing to be funny
0: yeah um, but in this era of me too and general get it. anti-patriarchy like I it's, get it. yeah, it's such a means. trope we're trying not to be a a middle-aged
2: white boy trope anyway yeah no i i understand yeah
0: the headboard and
2: looks great why thank you <laughs> it's a real
0: it's a real showstopper when you come to the you're, Facebook
2: page. You're making it blush. Whoops. Hey, that's our theme. Wait, that's our intro <laughs> music. Yes, I accidentally just played an episode on the episode. Well, i that's trying to find, where is that blurb you're talking about now? That's pretty meta. Like uh, the Slurpee cup.
0: I mean the slush puppy cup. Because there's the slush puppy cup, and the slush puppy is holding the slush puppy cup with himself holding the cup on it. (laughs) And you can see at least three or four levels on that bad boy. But now that you're playing an episode on the episode, that's tantamount.
2: The slushy polar bear has nothing on us. Oh, look. Post-modern, post
0: Okay, so there he is on the video. Has he joined the...
2: Oh, I can hear you.
0: All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to the party, all right, Mr. Sir dj mentor alex battles he's not my sensei
3: that's beautiful hey alex he's my hey. sensei we were waiting for you what was your dj name again
2: hands off my sensei
0: <laughs> was that real <laughs> was that really your dj name
3: no what was yours do you oh. do you in a previous episode oh, yeah. you, the deputy
0: did, the deputy yeah deep night dub sounds from the deputy was the deputy <laughs>
3: was was the deputy ever on like a like a like a xeroxed piece of paper that was hung up anywhere?
0: Uh, no, under- no. But it's got a recording. It's got a CD. The deputy put really? on cars. Yeah, put on cars
2: underneath people's windshield wipers.
0: No, no. It was more. Uh, it was. In the, in I mean, the it Bay was. Area. It was in the Bay Area. I mean, I, I, I did do a couple of parties where I took like the. I had a. I had a turntable and a mixer right. and the robot. Uh-huh. And I put the turntable into one channel and the robot into the other. And so I could play tracks on wax and then use the crossfader and switch between it and, and do like synth part stuff. Wow. That was pretty fun. And then, I, you... and then I used the robot and like Pro Tools to like make an album and I wrote all this like sort of white boy dub rap stuff it's real. it's pretty embarrassing i'll i'll, I'll send you a copy
3: do you think that could be part of that do you think that could be part of the um do you think that that could be part of the like the premium we were going to get to the premium right are, we, are, I, I, are you guys ready to address the premium in this segment this is the segment segment right that's why i'm on <laughs>
0: Uh, I, do this I mean, segment you're about you're segments. on because we we're dying to talk to you anytime. Okay. It, well, I, okay. So it the doesn't premium, have to be pigeonhole.
3: Loose ends. Loose ends is the name of my segment is loose ends. Loose ends. One. What's going on with the
0: hair brushing song? Oh, okay. Um, did we did we talk about that on the podcast? You or talked bef- about or it, bef- like- I, but no. Wait, wait. Am I talking to Schaefer? <laughs> did we talk about that before the podcast okay. just recently?
2: No, I think we talked about it after
0: uh, Uh, the most recent. Yeah, you're right, Alex. We are remiss. We promised the hairbrushing song. Literally, the
3: whole first ten episodes, uh, nothing but (laughs) hairbrushing song references.
0: Pre-promotion, yeah. Yeah,
3: you guys are going on and on and on about this whole thing. And it's great, uh, but, you know, obviously, you know, just checking in for the fans. We are
2: are working on it.
3: I
0: mean, here's the real issue. We can't be together. We can't really safely be together. And when it's been about four years since we were trying to arrange it with with lyrics and the guitar, and I I think Schaefer's concept of how we were arranging it is different from mine, and we we needed practice it so that we could so that we could play it on the air. And, and then we and then the podcast just we got so caught up in the show about the show and doing production right. meetings on the air of course we forgot about our our bread and butter um it's been so
2: long since we since we haunted the stages of various children's folk festivals <laughs> in the greater Tarzana California area <laughs> it's true <laughs> is, uh, Alex.
0: I like how this conversation discusses my Bay Area DJ dubstep time and also my the uh, greater L.A. County folk hero yeah. status. Children, children's folk hero status.
3: It was like, in L.A. County you had a children's folk career for real?
0: No, that's all fabricated. That's, that's, all, in our, that's all in our heads. I got you. Yeah.
3: Edgar Rice there Burroughs founded the time. My
0: grandmother wanted us to get... Record my stupid songs that I wrote for my kids, right, so that I could be on jimmy Kimmel right. she she thought Jimmy Kimmel would love them, and Schaefer and I started to arrange them, and we just didn't get very far with it. it's right. it's a I'm embarrassed about it. It's a real. Uh, I what dropped the we, ball on that deal.
3: Okay, so what if, like, just just like freestyling here? What if we brought the robot into the equation? Right? What if we What if we <laughs> use the robot to finish the hair brushing song?
0: It's just two different parts of my life and personality, Alex. I don't think I can. Uh, just like my friend groups, I just can't mix. Okay. <laughs> I can't mix. I gotta keep them. I gotta keep my children's folk status separate from my. Well, from my Alex, dub roots.
2: Alex, will you remind me about the Cthulhu conversation cuz I can't remember what what
3: This was like one of the only good bits you guys ever did. It was <laughs> it was it was it was like <laughs> It was like somebody actually thought of something before they went on the air. It was me. It was, that was that was See, I don't think you've gotten enough credit for that, Rampy. That was very that was that was a solid It was bit. funny. That was never, it was never looked back on. It was just this little gem like, okay, here it is. This is going to be a well-done sketch. And I, so yeah, that was, I just, I wanted to throw it to that bit. I don't know what, again, we, we're working on kind of, we need to work on being able to tell the, the hunter gatherers where these gems are, those who, you know, just just joined you at episode
0: so what episode was it that we talked about Cthulhu? I, I remember I, it. I just can't remember what we were talking about. I I, I wrote a letter.
3: You wrote that letter.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, I wrote a cease and desist letter because I, I had using... said aloud <laughs> yeah. Cthulhu on the air and mispronounced it. And <laughs> I wrote <laughs> a <laughs> I wrote a cease and desist letter from a firm, an intergalactic firm representing yes. the great and powerful. That was fear monger Cthulhu.
3: That was a great bit. That was really up there. That was really up there. So anyway. Um,
0: so this is hmm. the segment segment and we're starting by looking back at some of our best segments. Loose ends. Okay. The, the oh, segment, loose ends. loose
3: right. ends. This is called loose ends. Oh, yeah. This segment is okay. called loose ends.
0: Yes. That's perfect. Because there's a lot of them.
3: There's a lot of segments. Um, now, Schaefer was mentioning to me, uh, we were discussing... Um, I felt like this would tie in. Obviously, Schaefer was discussing getting um, some skating decks, some branded One Magical Hour skating decks manufactured. I don't. Where are we? Who's that for? Uh,
0: who, who, who of our hunter gatherers are skaters?
2: For, oh, there's there's a whole uh, sub sub population of them. Really? Yeah. Okay. I thought that all of our listeners were you know geriatric Chuck the bartender Okay. field correspondent Dickie Hall you
0: (laughs) me no no I don't skate
2: and then Alex Alex and I are working on getting back into skateboarding that's right (laughs) where are we on the review
3: numbers. numbers
0: we've got Uh, The last time I checked, we had 21 reviews. 21. So, again, another
3: loose end we got to figure out. And then we get back to skateboarding. I'm sorry I cut you off, Schaefer, but where are we on the... 21? That's good, right? 20... What did you... You said early, the first 20 or so reviews get a t-shirt, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh. Schaefer, you've made a lot of promises on this (laughs) program.
2: (laughs) Shoot. (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, I think the, the time has come now. It's important for you guys to know that there is a one magical hour store. Oh, and it's now up on Sazzle. I, and I would, love it. I would like for you to know that this does not inc- this. This does not have anything to do with the promise T-shirts. I'll make the promise. This. Those shirts are supposed to be separate. They're only for the 20 people who reviewed, and um, wow. and they're different. However, you might want to get a one-match flower T-shirt for you know your your favorite hunter-gatherer for Christmas. You can do that now uh, in the Zazzle store, which is uh, you can. Uh, there's a link to it on the Facebook page. Some of oh, those on the
3: Facebook page, but not on, not on the website.
0: Not on the website. Some, it, of, the, it, some of those reviews are anonymous. How, how are you going to get those shirts to this?
2: Well, we'll have to, we'll have to ask the hunter-gatherers to either reveal themselves to me or, uh, or forego the... Uh... All
0: right, if you've, if you've written a review and you think that we don't know who you are, get at us. Uh, one, ma- to, one magical hour feedback at one magical hour.com.
2: You've got to get at us. If you don't get at us, we will never be gotten at. That's and, very important. Yeah. And, uh, you know, who knows, who knows might be wearing your, uh, your mm-hmm. special, specially made one off t-shirt.
0: Wait, the link to Zazzle is on the Facebook page
2: it is right now okay
0: <laughs> okay
2: so, somewhere underneath matthew's th- matthew's best friend the headboard
0: <laughs> oh my is, goodness gracious look at the this. link oh this. you oh you used uh superfan manisha's uh logo that's great i, I did there are yeah, three that's different
2: fantastic. three different logos Dude, look
0: at this uh look at this hoodie one magical hour logo hoodie
2: Oh All wow! You guys did the hoodie,
3: uh, but the
0: yoga pants are really the coup de gras, right? The yoga you're pants. you're
3: a devotee, that's a loose end. You're devotee. The fact that you're a devotee.
0: To yoga. Yeah, I want to hear more about that. I did some yoga today. I did oh, some. There is a yoga.
3: Oh no, you didn't, mug. Oh wow! Oh, this is great.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this is, is like a really dream come nice, true. Man. This is this is pretty, pretty <clears throat> fresh.
3: Oh and the avocado logo mug, it's very pretty.
0: That's well did you have help with this, Schaefer? I mean Schaefer just goes and does marketing. And so so myself and the board, we wait another week or two to fire him. I'm <laughs> a, a
2: blanket. I'm a I'm a marketing ninja. <laughs> have He's, you guys noticed oh, how is, is that on your res? Have you guys noticed how <laughs> tech startups call call people ninjas <laughs> these days? <laughs> Oh, this is our. Do they this know? Do they our, our social networking ninja?
0: Do they know oh, that yeah. ninjas That's, are <laughs> literally bizarre. assassins? They yeah. kill people for a living. <laughs> That's their wow. job. That's like their purpose in life. They kill people.
2: <laughs> so a social networking ninja is somebody who gets at you through Facebook and then kills you
0: if yeah i mean that's that's what they're sent for right
2: or just kills your desire to get on facebook maybe so maybe that's it <laughs> what's point is uh that was a joke i am not a ninja of anything i am just a guy who can uh copy and paste things into zazzle zazzle into well, new sponsor zazzle
0: well this is fantastic do we Schaefer? do we receive any of this uh the
2: profit from these things we do receive a small royalty from each sale it is it is approximately one (laughs) dollar okay well that's uh it varies depending on depending on the item i know some
3: i know some specific hunter
2: gatherers who are not going to be able to pass up
3: these these christmas tree ornaments
2: oh no kidding right you mean other than myself? Did, did you did you buy how any, much of this has, have you bought? Did you buy any I of this
3: not? stuff? Have you bought everything in the store? Are now? you
0: Are you wearing the yoga pants? I have.
2: <laughs> oh boy!
0: I have not. I mean, it's a Zoom call. I can't see it. What are your pants?
2: That's true. I
3: could be wearing I, them. I, this is this is just this is brutally tempting.
2: Oh my god! I'm gonna get my I, wife. Making those yoga pants, I was sitting at the bar, and and just just giggling, with with laughter and with pride pride in myself for designing these abstract, bizarre yoga pants. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) With the giant website around the waistband.
0: (laughs) I've been. I've been. um, I've, I've been. I've been doing yoga in just like <laughs> soccer shorts, just like my old soccer workout gear. And I think maybe I need to pull the trigger on these pants.
2: Let's do it.
0: <sighs> I'm Matthew and Schaefer. Do they come in co-host size?
3: <laughs> oh my God. These yoga pants are amazing.
0: It's ridiculous. Okay. Out, let's refocus i'm sorry no I'm sorry. You're, not is, who, you're not the one you're not the one who took you. us off on a. Th- i'm the one no, who went Rampy, to the website this was, was...
3: no this is this is for you this was all for you i we came up with this because you were all worried about like how will we know if the show was good and i was like you will know because people will buy some coffee cups
0: i would be more stoked about it if more of the money went to the artist but i mean i mean as an artist i'm used to getting well, i'm know, used to getting this is, ripped this off at every test.
3: turn this is it well this is look this is a test bracket jack you know you're right you just, you're right you knock a couple of these out and you go the coffee cups are flying off the shelves we better make some of those ourselves and fulfill <laughs> our orders from our house we got to get our own stamp machine you're gonna have so much fun <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. you and the garage fridge Feeding me, Jack. Feeding me. <laughs> you with the gun, Jack. <laughs> me with the bullets. Feeding me, Jack. Feeding me. It's gonna be great.
0: So. I'm I'm living off of laughter that I can't hear, <laughs> <laughs> that I'll never hear. That's good. It's so much better that way. No, but listen, we get hungry. We get a lot of positive feedback when somebody's like, "Hey, I was LOLing." And, uh, what's great about that type of laughter is that it's elusive and it, it could be happening at any time. It could be happening right now.
2: You know, something funny. I really want to, I really want to tell Alex about Jack Sparrow house, but I already talked about it. So you're going to like, I can't, I'll listen to the, I'll listen to the pod. Yeah. You'll have to go back and listen to the beginning of the podcast to find out have you heard of Jack Sparrow House? Negative. Oh negative. well, you're. Let me let me tell you, buddy. You're in for a treat. Oh, good. All right, I'll go back and listen to it. I'm pretty thrilled about that. That's. I created a loose end that you can then tie off yourself.
3: What? Well, so speaking of loose ends, Schaefer. So you, did you did you explain what your other your second and third books are your your follow ups to Never Cry Wolf? Did you did you Share that. No, isn't you know. One of them, like a, isn't one of them like a like a mystery?
2: Oh, that's the novel. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that's. There's about twenty pages of that written, which oh, okay. I, th- I think are entertaining, but okay. that's a long way from being done. Oh, okay. No, there is actually there's another. There were two collections of poems. Right. That I have since you know after that conversation with Gabby I. I kind of took the best of each of them. Oh, cool. And then made that, in, and then added uh, this chapbook that I wrote while I was in Houston working on the mongoose. Um, oh, So cool. I kind of com- combined those three texts into, you know, what's, I think it's cohesive and it's sort of the best of the poems since the first book. Because hmm. um, certainly they didn't all need to be in there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: good. Will you be able to purchase that on our Zazzle page?
2: Uh, At some point, at some point, you might be able to purchase that. Okay. Uh.
0: (laughs) Unless we get, unless we get that printing press for the house, and we can just, we can just be printing our own. Uh, If you buy uh, directly from us, from Schaefer's
2: Ivy Colored (laughs) Abode. When we start our print-on-demand business,
3: absolutely. Did I miss the news cruise? Did you guys already do the news cruise?
0: We you, did. You, you missed everything. Like we were, uh, we were at a point where we were vamping <laughs> so hard waiting for you. Oh, I'm sorry. But it was totally, just, it was totally worth it. I, I when okay, good. when we, well, when you came on the line. You. Wait, yeah. you're wait, you're done? That's no,
3: no. It? I just I wanted to make sure. I don't. I I, I didn't know where we were in the show. I, I didn't want to. Yeah. We're to the part be.
0: that everybody was waiting for. Oh, okay. you yes. well. for you to join us. <laughs> Al, I have some questions for you, Alex. What, Hit me. Hit what, do you, me uh, what are you up to today? What's going on?
3: Um, today, uh, you know, I was like a lot of house cleaning. Just, just, just some, uh, you know, like move this and then clean and then move that and then you know just kind of like. Swirling things around and organizing. I was doing a lot of that today. Well,
0: that's so satis- That's so satisfying, right? <sighs>
3: Definitely. Yeah, 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 I think I made a, a, a tad bit of progress. Um, I've been uh, I've been studying chess. That's kind of my new hobby oh. that I've. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been I've been enjoying that. It's a. Uh, it's it's. There's so many ways to look at it, and. Um, it's just kind of a fun, different way to, like, organize your brain in a way and, like, look at your thinking and stuff. And um, so I've been, I've been, I've been, uh, I, I, so I did a little bit of messing around with that. I listened to a chess podcast. Oh, There's, there's a chess <laughs> podcast that I very much enjoy um, called Sounds the fun. Per- Perpetual Chess Podcast. So uh, I did that today as well. That Have you good. done
0: any of that classic New York going down to the park and and, pl- and playing against um no chess those chess guys in the park yeah. <laughs> I don't know
3: <laughs> no I never have it's it's just kind of a new thing that I just kind of got into recently because um uh I was kind of gaming with my friends and then like I was a little bit too busy but I didn't want to lose the connection and I was like oh well Chess is something where like I can do a move and then like I can go back, you know, later and you know you can, you can just do a move and you're still kind of playing a game with a friend, but it's mm-hmm. just it can take place over a few days or something, mm-hmm. and uh, so that, yeah, so I was like, wow, this is I don't know why, how come I never got into this before, um, but no, yeah, so I, I I never I never really did the uh, the chess in the park. I was always those guys are so. It's so tempting, but I mean, you're obviously going to get so killed so fast. It's not even funny. I, I think you're supposed to think you're decent before you even try to play with
0: those. They're guys. like break dancers who are willing to get in the middle of the circle. Like, yeah, they they're pros. Yeah, they know what those guys are doing. <laughs> like us I mean, with podcasting. <laughs> I don't know if you heard
3: the Dave Chappelle bit about the three card monte yet. I don't know if you've heard that, but that's pretty amazing. The uh, Unforgiven, the piece that he he did after the SNL monologue. Um, that, that's pretty good.
0: It was on, wait, it was on SNL? After no, the he, he
3: did it on his Instagram. Like ah. at, he, as he was flying to SNL, he found out that there, people were bringing back Chappelle's show. And he's like, you know, and so he does this speech about how... Um, he never really felt like he was properly paid for it. And, um, so well, I felt like that was an interesting, uh,
0: monologue. He and ended up getting it removed from the streaming service.
3: It got removed from Netflix. Did it get, did it get removed from HBO as well? No, oh, I don't Probably, know. right? I don't know. Maybe.
0: I heard it was being, it was being taken off of Netflix. Oh, yeah. At Dave's request.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I heard that and, uh. I don't know. What else was I going to ask you guys? I think that was about...
0: What are you drinking over there, Alex?
3: Something else. I was making... I've been making a... Um, this is like kale, bananas, a clementine, some psyllium, some ice, nice. some <laughs> nutmeg, <laughs> and some cardamom. That was today's <laughs> today's smoothie, but I, it really needed chia seeds to get it to come together. It didn't really come together, so... But that's what I was drinking today. It's
0: uh I thought it was a mojito.
3: Oh jeez, No, I wish. I wish it were. Um what is it? that's
2: got mint in it, right? Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mint that's and it... sugar. Uh Alex, just so you know, it's your move in our chess game. Oh, is it really? Oh yeah. good. I can uh
3: I can, I can, I can indulge you in that one.
0: It's really the opposite of speed chess.
3: Schaefer is yeah. Schaefer is. Uh, uh, is Schaefer
0: good at chess?
3: Schaefer and I are playing our first game together. Cool. He is. Uh, he kind of just rode his knight into the middle of my troops. Uh, I am.
2: A, I am not good at chess. I am extremely aggressive. So okay, so Schaefer has
3: no it's you it's still your turn Schaefer.
2: for uh, for years, I played you know I've, I've played maybe six games of chess in my entire life yeah. and I always like thought about it way too much and it took too long. like the games would take like four hours where we're sitting there and I don't think it was very much fun for my with my uh, comp- for whoever was playing against me right so. I resolved that I would not do that when Alex convinced me to take up chess again. Right. And
3: no, we can take as long as we uh, want. That's what's fun about it.
2: No, I don't. I don't. It's not fun for me. So I'm doing the opposite. This is like that,
3: me, me and Rampy with fantasy football. That's why.
2: Uh, <laughs> Can't handle it. That's why my. Uh, that's why my. My night is in the middle, in the in the midst of your business right now.
3: Yeah, it's uh, well, I mean, you you, but it is your move still.
0: But that's just a, a platform where you can just move and just come back later and. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, That sounds fun.
3: Hey Schaefer, I heard your fantasy teams doing well.
2: Uh yeah, they're still uh, still undefeated. Still
0: undefeated. How? I mean. Are you all like you're gonna win, right? How uh, how many more weeks? It's only like three more weeks, right?
2: Uh, yeah, but uh, but playoffs. Mm. So that's a big deal.
0: Oh, I thought some fantasy leagues don't do playoffs, right? Do uh, all, Do all fantasy leagues do pl- do no, the playoffs?
2: They, I'm pretty sure they all do, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, fare
0: thee well. I'd bet heavy on the Seahawks because they're going deep
2: in the playoffs. Uh I do have <laughs> I've got a few Seahawks on my on my team. Good. Good.
0: DK Metcalf. Yes. Tyler Lockett.
2: You know it. Yep. Uh, That's great. My, my favorite poet, Tyler 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 Lockett. Uh speaking of speaking of Poetry guys I have a I have a poetry corner if you guys are down Oh yeah let's let's poetry. just
0: play the poetry corner uh, beat first you know nice.
1: Poetry corner
2: <laughs> All right all right so this is actually from Gabby she recorded it at, Recorded it, recorded it and sent it to us. Y'all ready? I can't wait. Get ready. Wait,
0: this is four people on the podcast?
2: Yep. Whew. Uh we're 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 going to a new, new Ground. Place. Breaking new ground. Going taking taking it to some new places today, All right? Here we go.
4: This is Sarwana Inez de la Cruz's poem Philosophical Satire, translated by Amanda Powell. It was written in sixteen ninety one in the collection La Repuesta, poem 92. The poet proves illogical both the whim and the censure of men who accuse in women that which they cause. You foolish and unreasoning men who cast all blame on women, not seeing you yourselves are cause of the same faults you accuse. If with eagerness unequaled you plead against women's disdain, why require them to do well when you inspire them to fall? You combat their firm resistance and then solemnly pronounce that what you've won through diligence is proof of women's flightiness. What do we see when we see you madly determined to see us so but the child who makes a monster appear and then goes trembling with fear. With ridiculous conceit you insist that woman be a sultry theus while you woo her a true Lucretia once she's won. Whose behavior could be odder than that of a stubborn man who himself breathes on the mirror and then laments it is not clear. Women's good favor, women's scorn, you hold in equal disregard, complaining if they treat you badly, mocking if they love you well. Not one can gain your good opinion for she who modestly withdraws and fails to admit you is ungrateful. Yet if she admits you too easily won. So downright foolish are you all that your injurious justice claims to blame one woman's cruelty and faults, the other's laxity. How then can she be moderate to whom your suit aspires? If ingrate, she makes you displeased or easy prompts your ire. Between such ire and such anguish, the tales your fancy tells, lucky is she who does not love you. Complain then, as you will. Your doting anguish feathers the wings of liberties that women take. And once you've caused them to be bad, you want to find them as good as saints. But who has carried greater blame in a passion gone astray? She who falls to constant pleading or he who pleads with her to fall? Or which more greatly must be faulted, though either may commit a wrong? She who sins for need of payment or he who pays for his enjoyment? Why then are you so alarmed by the fault that is your own? Wish women to be what you make them or make them what you wish they were. Leave off soliciting her fall and then indeed more justified that eagerness you might accuse of the woman who besieges you. Thus I prove with all my forces the ways your arrogance does battle for in your offers and your demands we have devil, flesh and world, a man.
0: Well, that was
2: light? That's Sorwana. There's the she, there's the yin to our yang. She was a feisty one. Uh, that's her story is super cool. Um, she was obviously she's a nun in the 1600s in Mexico, uh, a Hieronymite nun to be specific. What that means exactly, I I don't know. Apparently, it's the Order of Saint Jerome. Uh, but yeah, she fought. Uh, she fought authoritarianism of all kind, particularly you know, the patriarchy. As you might have guessed, uh, uh, super. Uh, I won't. I won't sit here and read you her whole Wikipedia page, but I will put it on our Facebook page so you can read it yourself.
3: I love it.
2: Uh, that you should I put assume... your
3: Facebook page on your website.
2: I assume it's yeah. I Alexander assume King. that was Joan Larkin's translation. Joan Joan Larkin did a uh, pretty great bunch of translations of her work.
3: That was that was that was an that was an incredible piece of work. Yeah, that made me that was I'm awestruck, fairly and fairly speechless after hearing that. That that.
0: And I like Gabby's rendering of
3: it. Yeah, it was that was that was very powerful. She did a good job, yeah. Yeah.
0: Alex, will you join us like once a month? Sure,
3: sure.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll be here. I mean, jo- I know you're probably here. Matthew's been talking all week about yours. Alex and I talked on Sunday <laughs> on the phone. And we made fake plans to do this. And Matthew has asked me anytime that I tell you, he's like, all right, Alex is coming on, right? I'm like, I, yeah, I get it. Ex- yeah, I, he said he would. I get excited oh, about oh, things. Okay. Oh, good. Well, Which, well, great, uh, yeah, understandable. Simple. I.
3: This is why we both hate fantasy sports. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. We see eye to eye. Yeah, we we we
3: completely understand that, and that is that's all that's all we need to know.
0: It's that's, implicit.
3: That is that is all we need to know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's quite all right. It's quite all right. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here at any time.
0: Um, oh, do you hear the train. Oh wow. So well, here, let movie. me open the door. Oh wow.
2: Yeah.
0: I look
3: That's by some, the train. Some taxosity going
0: on there. Triangulating gear <laughs> Schaefer's already put the name of my street in the episode title. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Whose oh. Texasity? were we talking about? on sunday adam do you we remember were talking about the
3: toxicity of frisbee of disc golf
2: oh yeah yeah
3: the disc golf has some high toxicity yeah
0: i that surprises ben, me i i thought it was more widespread
2: Ben I didn't bays, ben bays has some high toxicity too hey
0: hey we went to that course the flat creek estates winery yeah, and it's a private course, and this is very unusual in the world of disc golf. Most, most places it's free in city parks and things. This was on at a winery, and you pay ten dollars for play as many play as long as you want, and it was awesome, man. It was like in and around the vineyard itself, and then the property was a little bit bigger, and it went along this creek.
2: It was really great. I feel like particularly disc golf at a winery like that increases the toxicity even more
0: well I, I mean it's a place where in the afteration, we could all go and and have a day because there's a there's a bistro and that there's like a big outdoor area
2: Ooh. for the kids yeah
0: for the kid and all of us gotta have a place for the kids to run Alex, around. you gotta get down here play yeah, around right.
3: Is that where the one magical festival is going to be?
0: Why? Uh, that you're a you're a visionary. You're a big <laughs> you're a big thinker. I hadn't gone that far yet.
3: Well, no, you did. See again, loose end. You guys were talking about taking over Hallfest and turning it into one magical weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You uh, say
0: so many th- it's it's hard to keep up when you say so many things yeah, on the show.
2: I know. I know I no had to take a break. That's to... why we need Alex and his and his section loose ends. Loose ends, I know. But now <laughs> I'm a week
3: behind, I gotta catch up.
0: We're definitely gonna come back to the recording of the hairbrushing song. Good. Uh what Good. was another what was another loose end? Uh Cthulhu will make uh m- will do more Cthulhu references and appearances. <laughs> I thought that was so, like, sci-fi niche that nobody cares about that. That was... That was that I was, find Cthulhu hilarious. It was, it was very solid. That Cthulhu. was very
3: solid.
2: <laughs> the, I uh, was... Those, those Lovecraftian codexes are uh, are full of uh, all manner of you know, conspiracies, and I learned... I learned the word codex recently. Codex just means book. (laughs) Ooh. But it it sounds a lot cooler when you call it a codex.
3: Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Let me get my codex out. (laughs) I got a new codex
2: this week. I read all my codexes on Kindle these days. (laughs) (laughs) We could talk about the Codex
3: report. Maybe that should be a segment, the Codex report. But uh, uh, yes.
0: What if we create just a competitive a com a competitor to the Kindle, the Codex. It's an e reader device. All of a sudden we're entrepreneurs.
2: Uh guys, I'm about one third of the way through the laundry that I meant to do uh to do tonight, so we
0: better call it gentlemen. Schaefer, you can't be the one to say you've got something more important than the podcast. If I may quote <laughs> if I may quote
3: our guest if you're can say. Porter, that.
0: It's time to it's time to
3: buzz number two.
2: It's not. <laughs> it's buzz time to number buzz two, number yes.
3: two, yes. It's time to buzz number two, gentlemen.
0: Well, uh, I would I, we love you. Thank you, Alex. We, oh, we'll yes. talk to you again soon. Thank you for thank you for keeping on keeping on.
3: So I, good to I, see I, you,
2: uh, on
3: behalf of the HGs. You know, uh,
2: thanks to everybody who's supported us on various social networks too. I I see your name, Ellen Ferguson. I see your uh, I see you, Aunt A. Aunt A is a great uh, great supporter of us. Also, Aunt Terry. Uh, told all of her kids about the podcast, so they've been getting out at, at me. Cousin Leah, etc. Uh, uh, Sybil Durgin is uh, hanging around these days. So, uh, all the all the members of One Magical Nation, all you hunter-gatherers out there, uh, here's to you. We love each and every one of you. And remember, the poorer the choices, the sweeter the wine.
0: Let's listen to some Alex Battles now. All right. Oh, buzz number two. Oh, buzz number two, that was a request? Yeah, we can buzz number two. Okay. Yep, here it is.
1: She used to have a place uptown Where we used to hang around When the evening sun went down At buzz number two I used to take the bus each day It dropped me a couple blocks away She always used to let me stay When the night was through